1: Be more than this to life? Are you looking for more joy, freedom, and purpose in your life? This is Living a Courageous, Authentic Life with your host, Jennifer Monahan. Many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals, but we may soon realize that something is missing. Jennifer was there, and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power, find joy, and realize your full potential. Now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan.
2: Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And the question I have for today is, do you own your life? Are you sitting firmly in the driver's seat of your life making the decisions on which roads you're going to take, where you'll take the pit stops, and even the model of the car, which of course symbolizes your life in this scenario, that you have. Or do you give away your life and let someone else make the decisions for you, similar to being a passenger on the bus of life? Owning our lives is scary stuff. It it means that we take complete responsibility for our life And it means that we have no one else to blame when our life doesn't go the way that we hope it does. But the rewards of owning our life far outweigh the potential fears. When we own our lives, we can create and build the life that we want. Remember, oh gosh, it was maybe a month or maybe even longer than a month ago. I had a guest on my show named Lorna, and she was sharing how she was recreating her life after, uh, she got divorced after uh, thirty two years of marriage, and she realizes now, as painful as her divorce was, that the divorce was the first step toward her owning her own life. Well, today, within the last couple of weeks, she actually quit her job, and she's in the process of creating the life of her dreams, the one that her heart is really singing out for uh, and i'm I'm so excited and so proud for her because. It's a big step, um, but I think it's one that's going to bring her a lot of joy in the long run. Now, was it scary for her to quit her job? Of course it was. Um, We we all like to have that feeling of security and, and knowing that we have a regular income, but and this is true for many people who make this type of change, the need for her to own her own life and make the most of her life and live a life that brought her joy and aligned with her purpose far outweighed the fear that she had, and she felt like she had no other choice but to take the step and start living her life. Uh, so today she has a vision of what she wants her life to be, and she's going after it. Owning our lives can bring us a lot of joy, But that doesn't mean that we won't have tough times as well. Difficult times are part of life, and often uh, difficult times are great teachers to help us further on our path. When we own our lives, rather than sitting in the passenger seat, even then, when we do have those difficult times, they're different somehow. And they're different because when we own them, they become part of who we are rather than an experience that we have to avoid or, or blame. We, we take responsibility for those difficult times, even if it's something outside of our own uh, realm of control. It could be, you know, bad weather, deli- delaying a flight or canceling a flight for a, a meeting that you were supposed to go to that was really important. But we take responsibility for it. We, we don't sit around and say, oh, woo-hoo, I can't get there. We figure out other ways. So today we're going to talk about owning our lives. What does it mean? How do you do it? what are the challenges, uh, of owning your own life? And of course I will share some personal examples as well as we go through the, the show today. So what does it mean to own your life? And I've touched on this already, but one of the first things that it means is that you are 100% responsible for your life. End of story period. There's no more, right? You are 100% responsible for your life. So you may be thinking, okay, I get it. I'm responsible for whether or not I achieve my dreams. And and that's part of it, right? That's, but that's only part of it. When you own your own life, you're responsible for every single aspect of your life. You are responsible for knowing what you want in your life, staying true to your vision and your goals, understanding and living in integrity living authentically, so being true to who you are and letting that come through uh, in all aspects of your life. You're responsible for every grudge and hurt that you carry, even if they were caused by someone else, because you're the one choosing to hold on to them and carry them. Conversely, you're also responsible for working through and releasing your grudges and healing any of the hurts that you are carrying and releasing those so that you can be more authentic to who you are. You're responsible for every mistake you make, and you're responsible for every success that you have. You're responsible for your own happiness, for forgiveness of others. And bottom line is you are responsible for every thought you have, every attitude you have, every action you take or don't take, and every word that you speak. So you truly are 100% responsible for your life. When you own your life, you take all of this and more. I mean, that was just an example, a list of examples as your own responsibility. You consciously choose to stop pointing your finger at another as a reason or to blame for your life and instead turn it on yourself and say, okay, what do I need to do to fix this? What do I need to do to move past this? What do I need to do to grow from this? When you own your own life, you know that you are 100% responsible for it and everything that happens in it, even when those things are outside of your control. Which brings us to the second aspect of owning your life. In addition to being a 100% responsible for our lives, when we own our own lives, we're also, we also stop blaming others and, and other situations for what's going on in our life. So this is the flip side of being responsible for our life. It means that we recognize that things outside of our control are going to happen, but we don't blame them for what happens in our lives. When you own your own life, you say, I may have had all these things happen in my life, I may not have had the type of childhood I wanted. I may not have had the types of opportunities that others have had. I may not have been able to do X, Y, or Z, fill in the blanks, whatever it is. Right? We all have our list of things that we wish could have been different about our lives. Uh, But when you own your own life, you say, that is all in the past. I've forgiven if forgiveness is needed. I've released. I've learned what I've needed to learn, and I've moved forward and often when you look back and you say, gee, these things that I really wish that I would have had, when you look back, you realize by not having them, they help shape you into the person you are today. They've given you different strengths and skills and abilities. It's given you a different perspective than you would have had, quite frankly, if you had had everything that you wanted in your life. And so these things that we look at and we say, gee, this is not what I have chosen; would have chosen for my life, are actually wonderful opportunities for us to learn and grow. And, and really, they shape us into the person we are. So they're gifts. Even in the most difficult of times, these things can be gifts. The key with owning your own life, though, is that every time you blame someone else or you blame a situation, you're giving away your own power. And when you own your own life, you keep your, well, you can share your power, right? And, and you can use your power, but you plan on keeping your power rather than giving it away. And we'll talk more about that when we come back from our break. If you have any questions or thoughts, give me a call
0: at 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. MJ Domit is the owner of Expect to be Empowered, a company whose specialty is empowering people to live their best life by following their heart and accepting themselves unconditionally. After studying and making personal changes, MJ now focuses on giving others tools for self-empowerment. She provides individual and group workshops for people who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually blocked. Inspired by her work at Expect to be Empowered, MJ authored the book, Waves of Blue Light, Heal the Heart and Free the Soul, with a company Empowerment cards. She is a Spirit Book of the Year Gold Medal Living Now Book Award winner. And her book is a number one Amazon bestseller in spirituality and was a 2012 Gold Medal winner recognized as the Living Now Spirit Book of the Year. An inspirational speaker, MJ will show you how you can repurpose every area of your life. Your life did not just happen to you. You chose it, which means you can change it. Visit www.expecttobeempowered.com or call 866-264-8024.
3: years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com.
2: Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monaghan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're talking about owning your life. And the phones are open if you want to call in with your thoughts or questions. The number here is 866-451-1451. Just before the break, we were talking about the fact that one of the aspects of owning our lives is that we also have to stop blaming others and other situations for what's going on in our life. Um, and, you know, recognizing that things are going to happen that are out of our control, but not falling victim to them, not blaming them for what happens in our lives. And that every time that we do that, where we blame someone else or we blame a situation, we're giving away our power. So let me give you a, um, an example of this, you know, because when we give away our power, we're negating our ability to own and live our life. In effect, what we're saying is that this other person or this situation that is occurring is much bigger or more valuable or more impactful or more whatever, fill in the blank, than I am as a person, which then means that I no longer value myself or see myself as having the power and ability to achieve the life that I want or even having the power and the ability to work through the situation that's causing these feelings in the first place. So I'm going to give you a simple example, and I know I've talked about this once or twice before, but in 2009, at the height of the recession, I was let go from my job as a consultant with a firm the firm just wasn't getting any new projects in. And basically what was happening is as a a project ended, the team that was working on that project was furloughed for a period of three months, uh, just in case work came back in. And the reason they were doing that was because there was no other project to put the people on. So you were put on furlough. And then if nothing came in over that three months, then you were let go. So I was put on furlough. And you know, I'll be the first to admit that the recession was a very, very difficult time in our country, and many, many people were impacted. So I'm not making light of the hardship at that time. and And I know that even today, you know we're we're ten years out from from the recession, that there are still parts of our country that are in the process of recovering from it. So I, I want to set that that out there because it was a difficult time. and And, you know, again, everybody, did what they felt they needed to do during that time. For me, when I was put on furlough, uh, and I was put on the furlough for three months, um, I remember I spent that first month to two months of the furlough in this, basically, it was a fear-based frenzy. I was sending resumes out to every single job that looked like it might possibly, kind of, sort of, could have fit for the work that I've done. Um, I went through my house and got rid of every single item that I could, you know, oh, I don't really need to have, you know, cable, I don't really need to have home security, do I, do I need to have this, do I need to have that, I got rid of everything, Um, and then reduced my social activities to, to anything that was free, so think taking walks or going hiking, visiting friends, anything that didn't cause me to, ca- to spend any money. I was just in this state of complete and total fear-based panic. Um, and it didn't help that my friends and family, and of course everything we saw on the news, were all in this fear-based state as well. So everybody was talking about how there were no jobs in the economy and how bad it was and, you know, will the com- country recover, et cetera. So I was just kind of caught up in that and then took it a little deeper for myself. And I lived like that for, gosh, almost two months in this state of fear. And then one day I realized something. I I, I knew that the reality of my situation was that I was unemployed in a recession. Not the best type of place to be, but it was the reality. Um, But I realized I didn't have to give away my power to the fear And what other people thought and what was being said on TV and, you know, written up online and things like that. And when I realized that, then I chose to own my life instead of giving into the sentiment at the time, all the fears at the time. And when I was able to do that, I was able to actually pause and take a, a breath and feel calmness, which I hadn't felt for a while. And I said, well, okay, I'm unemployed. Kind of, because I'm on furlough and there's a chance I might get a job, but who knows? What do I want to do at this time? And because this time I started to view it as a gift. And I said, you know what? I have enough airline points. I have enough hotel points that I can go on vacation somewhere. And I ended up booking a two-week trip to Japan that cost me nothing. Uh, The hotel actually gave me free breakfast and had free happy hour. So all I had to do was buy lunch. And, uh, I would have done that anyway, because you have to eat even when you're in a recession. So, um, I chose to, to view that time when I was unemployed as a time for me to relax and recharge for my next job, whatever, whatever that next job was going to be. Um, after I booked the trip, I took a look around at the job market and reassessed how I was approaching applying for jobs. So, Pre this moment of clarity, I was sending to anything that looked like it might fit. Um, and then after this moment of clarity, I said, okay, let's just really step back here because working from a state of fear is not a good way to work. And what I realized when I looked around at the job market that was that there were still plenty of jobs out there in the area that I worked. Now, granted, the applicant pool was larger because there were more people looking for the same job. But the fear that my friends and my family had about there being no jobs available was actually not accurate. So I released that and I began to really focus my job applications. I went on my trip and when I returned, actually it was the day that I returned, I landed back in the state. Um, it was the last day of my furlough and I had an email waiting for me saying, we're really sorry, uh, we, we don't have you know, any projects coming in. we have to let you go. So I ended up losing my job. But the funny thing is, a week later, I got a job. And it was one of the resumes that I had sent out before I went on vacation to Japan. And interviews went quickly and smoothly. And just like that, I was employed. Now, some people might say that I was lucky. And you know, maybe I was. But for me, the key thing was that I chose to empower myself during the time. I chose to own my situation, to take 100% responsibility for my life, and I chose to to do what I wanted to do during that time. And part of that was choosing not to buy into the fear and buy into the beliefs that other people had. You know, I chose to release those fears and instead took some time for myself. Uh, I chose to focus my job search rather than sending my resume out to any job out there. And while I don't know what could have happened um, if I hadn't done this, when we come back from the break, I'm going to share with you one way that it could have gone when you're living in a fear-based, powerless, not owning your life. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about that. Stay tuned.
0: Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one, wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified Elite Life Coach, a Washington State Certified Counselor, and Chemical Dependency Professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health,
4: which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far-infrared and negative ion-emitting FDA-approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water.
2: And we're back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monaghan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're talking about owning your life. And we have a caller on the phone. It happens to be Lorna, the woman I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Hi, Lorna. How are you? Hi, Jennifer. I'm doing great. Thank you. (laughs) It is great to have you call in. I was talking at the beginning of the show about how you fully embraced owning your life and are making some huge changes, uh, including quitting your job while you structure this next phase of your life. Mm-hmm.
5: And it's interesting because you're talking about owning your life today and now that I'm owning my life, different things are coming up now for me to mm-hmm. deal with <laughs> about owning my life. So really, yeah, and it's really been interesting to allow myself to face these new things and sit in whatever fear I feel and sit in whatever um, anticipation is coming up. So for instance, I think when I, when I left my job, I let go of that sense of security right in myself and so that created a whole new transition for me and yeah so what I you know the transition from leaving my marriage to coming here and and getting this job and setting my life up again was one transition but now that I'm letting go of that I didn't realize that I'm entering now into another transition I mean I felt like I'm only owning my life but it didn't occur to me that, Oh, wait a second. There's going to be another transition now for you to go to. I don't know. It just didn't. I was just going with what my heart was telling me to do. But now that I'm leaving my apartment, which I look at as the first thing that I've actually created for myself. So to me, it's a reflection of who I really am, this physical apartment and I'm letting go of that too. And it gave me it gives me a sense of security right so i let go of my job Mm -hmm. which is one sense of security and now i'm letting go of my apartment which is another sense of security and i realized that it's a continuous letting go of new layers of stuff and what i'm what i'm coming to the conclusion on is that my security is inside of me and like it doesn't matter the physical place that i live it's like it's like tapping into my intuition and my soul and following that. But it's, Mm -hmm. I'm just so surprised at how much patience I have to give myself to let that slowly unfold and let myself release all that stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, from an outwardly perspective, when you talk about that security, it's like almost like you're in a bit of a free fall, right? And, And I can completely relate because, as you know, I I walked away from my consulting career that I had invested a lot of time and energy in and then did the exact same thing, left my apartment, put everything in storage and said, "Okay, I'm going to give this a try. Let's see what happens. And, you know, it has a way of bringing up all sorts of fears and insecurities and voices in our head that sometimes... We're even shocked to see them there because we thought we had worked through them, and we thought we had healed from that situation or whatever, and then boom, there it is again, and I think you're absolutely right when you say, "Gee, it's like I'm peeling away another layer, and you know, I hate the analogy of an onion, but you are you're peeling away an- another layer <laughs> yeah, you're peeling away another layer, and you're getting closer and closer to your own self in your own personal truth but in doing so you're discovering how deep some of these fears or beliefs are
5: so exactly i was going to ask you about that because i there is something that i thought i had already dealt with and let go of but now it's coming up again as i let go of this false sense of all these false senses of security that i that i'm letting go of to create in my highest self, right? Right. Right. Um, something that's coming up. I thought that I had dealt with the hurt and the, um, anger and everything that I felt about, um, stuff that happened in my marriage and everything, but that's coming up again now, because I don't know, it's like the other day I was just thinking, what? I thought I had forgiven everything. But maybe I have forgiven. Maybe it's not that I haven't forgiven. Maybe it's just that everything hasn't been released yet. So I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Because yeah, can no, you forgive? I, can you forgive, but but still stuff has to, you still have to work through stuff?
2: For sure. For sure. Because I think as we're working through and we're healing from things, right, as like you mentioned, healing from your marriage or me healing some from some of my life, my life situations, you, you get to the point where you can forgive and that's great. And you, you release, but you're doing so to the best of your ability at that time. And then, right. And then something else may happen. That's a growth opportunity for you and you've learned and Mm. you've grown. And it's like, oh, this is coming back up for me again. Why? And you have to dig deeper because you've forgiven. Let's just, Mm. you know, Let's just say there's a hundred points that you need to forgive, and maybe you, in that first swipe you forgave seventy-five of those hundred points. You didn't even really fully recognize the last twenty-five percent, right? But as you're digging deeper and growing more, you're, these things come up. Um, what I've found for me personally, when that happens, is as I go and something comes up for me again, that I. I'm convinced that I've released and know that I've moved forward from and know that I've, I've quote healed from when it comes up again, it's because it's an even deeper thing. It's, it's, it's a a more in-depth understanding of what the hurt was and could tie back to even other things that I hadn't been aware of in my life. Does that make sense? I love
5: that. That makes total sense because it makes sense that I'm only able to Forgive at the level that I'm at then, but as i as I do all this stuff, as I let go of my job, as I let go of my apartment, I go deeper into myself, and so then i, I guess it makes perfect sense that that new stuff will come up on that deeper level, so oh my God, that makes perfect sense, yeah, yeah, yeah and you know I was the other beating thing... myself up okay. for it, oh no, no, don't do that I was. I was like, what what are you doing this again
2: for? I thought you you've already let this go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you have. You've let go. I'm Mm -hmm. making up the number 75%. And you did it beautifully. Yeah.
5: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, what I'm doing is just sitting in meditation with it and letting myself just go deeper.
2: Keep going deeper. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. I'm so glad you called in. That was awesome. All right. Well, we are going to take we're going to take another quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more about owning our lives. Call in with your questions or your thoughts or your examples like Lorna did. The number here is 866-451-1451. Stay
0: tuned. French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across 3 continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Chef Oubmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Oubmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoub.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon Appetit and bless up.
3: Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective, and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online.
2: Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We were talking, uh, before Lorna called in, we were talking a little bit about this idea of being responsible for our lives and not pointing fingers or shifting the blame because doing so takes away our own personal power. And I shared the story of, Uh, when I was furloughed and then ultimately laid off from my job and how I shifted my perspective. And one thing, and there's of course no way of knowing what could happen, but, you know, I do like to take a look and say, gee, what could have happened if I hadn't shifted my perspective, if I hadn't empowered myself during that time? And this is one way that that could have gone. So if I hadn't released the fears, I could have ended up believing them and believing that I was a victim to the recession. I may have eventually given up saying that there were no jobs and that there was no way I could ever get a job. I might have held on to that victim mentality long after the recession was over, um, the the recession actually ended officially in the mid uh, mid 2009 but i heard from people for several years after that that they believed that there were no jobs available and the job market was dismal i could have held on to that blame, that belief and blamed the recession for everything that was going on from, in my life and may have never let that go and that could have resulted in me not moving forward with my life and kind of Basically, stop owning my life because I've given it over to this thing, this recession. Um, When we own our lives, we don't minimize things. So we don't say, gee, the recession isn't happening. We don't put on rose-colored glasses to blind ourselves to the truth of the situation. We look with clarity and we look at things from a place of truth. But we also know that an external situation does not have to define who we are or what we do with our lives. So we own what we can. We take the steps that feel right to us and we release the rest. The third thing about owning your life means uh, that you need to know what you want and what you want for in your life. And this is a big question. I mean, do you really know what you want for in your life? If I were sitting across the kitchen table from you right now and we were having a cup of tea together in a conversation, would you be able to answer that question? Or would you kind of hem and haw and give some type of a vague answer? The reality is we can't own and be responsible for what we can't define. So knowing what we want for our lives is important. And it's a critical component of owning our lives. For when we own our lives, when we're responsible for our lives, we take the time to think about what we want for our life. And since it is our life and not someone else's life, We think about what we truly want, not what society, our family, our friends, or anyone else says. We define it, and then we go after it. Whether what we want is a more specific type of job or work or a lifestyle, or if what we really feel is important to us is we want more time with our family or to focus on our spirituality. Whatever it is, when we own our lives, we know that the world is our oyster, and we need to define the type of pearl that we want. We don't let others tell us that we can't have the life that we want. So about a month or so ago, uh, it was all over the news, there was a Southwest Airlines plane that had an engine explosion. And one passenger, unfortunately, ended up dying from the incident, but the rest survived. And they survived primarily because of the efforts of the pilot of the plane, a woman named Tammy Jo Schultz. Uh, When Tammy Jo was a teenager, she knew that she wanted to be a pilot. But she faced adversity every single step of the way. As a senior in high school, she attended a lecture from a retired colonel on aviation as part of a Vocations Day program. She was the only female there, and the colonel told her that she could stay, but that there were no professional female pilots. So she went to college, she put aside her dream for her life of being a pilot. And when she was a junior in college, she attended an Air Force event and saw that there was a female in the piloting class. So she spoke to the Air Force about joining them and wanting to be a pilot, but they didn't want her. In fact, they asked if her if her brother wanted to be a pilot instead. Um, so then she went over to the Navy, and the Navy told her that she could apply for aviation officer candidate school. So she did, and she was accepted. But then she was told that she could go through the program, uh, but she could not fly combat. Instead, she would teach combat flying maneuvers. So that's what she did. Uh, She went through the program. She taught combat flying maneuvers. And then when her military career ended, uh, she ended up applying for and becoming a pilot for Southwest Airlines and a few weeks ago successfully landed a plane with a blown engine. What's inspiring, there's many things inspiring, but one of the things that was really inspiring about her story was that she did not let society tell her that she couldn't be a pilot. She faced a number of obstacles and roadblocks, but she knew what she wanted for her life. She kept true to herself and she eventually was able to achieve it. So I ask, what dreams do you have for your life? What does your heart want for your life? What dreams have you put aside because you were told you couldn't do it by others or because of some perceived barriers? What dream did you give up on because it felt unattainable to you or too big for you? I have a friend who works in a corporate job and and he has been there for a long time. He's moved up the ranks in this company and he does a great job at what he does. But what he really wants to do is open a bar on a beach somewhere. That is his lifelong dream. He loves talking with people, and he wants a life that's more aligned with a beach type of lifestyle, not the corporate lifestyle that he's in today. And when he talks about this dream, when he talks about what he really wants to create in his life, you can see the spark in his eyes. And yet he hasn't gone after his dream. He brings up a whole list of reasons why he can't. Uh, Most of them revolve around money. And I get it. Money is needed in our society so that we can have food and shelter, so that we can have clothing, so that we can pamper ourselves and take care of ourselves. Money is is part of who we are in in our world today. But I would also argue that I think perhaps fear is the barrier here for my friend and that he's afraid to make the change and maybe even afraid to say that he's worthy of living his dream and, and succeeding at it. We really are meant to live a life that makes our heart sing. We're meant to own our lives. And when we're clear about what our heart wants for our lives, things can begin opening up for us and opportunities can come in. So what else do you need to do to own your life? Well, you also need to be present in your life. And by present, I mean that you're aware of what's going on in this moment and you're making conscious, intentional choices that align with your vision for your life. So, there's several aspects of being present, and we will talk about what those aspects are when we come back from our break. If you have any questions or comments, give me a call, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned.
0: Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted and every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, know there is hope, there is help, there is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life. It's your story. It's your healing. And it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed. Hopeful. Happy
4: way.
2: Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about owning your life. And just before the break, we we mentioned that one of the aspects of owning your life is being present. And what does that mean to be present? Well, the first is to be in the moment. We spend a lot of time living in the past and worrying or daydreaming about the future. And I'm not saying to never look at the past or vision about the future because there's a definite time and place for each of these. Uh, Looking at our past can be a great way to discover patterns in our life, ones that we want to keep and ones that we want to change. Uh, It can help us learn life lessons or even boost ourselves up when we're facing a situation today. Uh, And we can look to our actions in the past to remind ourselves that we can get through our current situation. There are positive ways to employ our past, so the key is to bring aspects from the past forward that we can employ in our current situation. Living in the past and reliving hurts, encouraging a victim mentality, or even refusing to accept that our life today is different than it was in the past are not positive ways of employing our past. Spending time thinking about our future and the life we want is positive. We need that visioning time to help set the direction for our current state. Thinking about a current challenge and coming up with solutions is a positive way to look ahead as well. Again, bringing our future vision and our thoughts of the future back to help us in our current situation is a positive thing. But spending time worrying about what may or may not happen in the future is not productive and can be paralyzing in the current moment. So being present means focusing on the current moment. Where are you? What are you doing? What is going on around you? When you are present, you automatically become more conscious and intentional. You're able to focus your energy on the moment rather than having a scattered approach because of not being present. From this space, you can choose what you're going to do. You can determine the best ways to respond. You can choose... And yes, it is a choice, your perspective, and even your attitude towards a situation. And a a simple example, a few weeks ago, I finished cleaning my house and I decided to relax a little. And you know that great feeling when the house is completely clean and you just want it to stay that way for as long as possible. So I decided to sit down and have a cup of tea and just relax and enjoy the house. So, So as I was reaching into the cupboard to get the tea, I accidentally spilled over the sugar, which then went onto the countertop and on the floor because what I discovered on that day was sugar has an incredible bouncing ability. So it basically went everywhere. And I was annoyed. I posted on Facebook, you know, that feeling you get when you've just finished cleaning the entire house and then you promptly spill sugar all over the kitchen. And I'd responded without being conscious. And a friend of mine pointed it out. And he said, you know, when that happens to me, I remind myself how lucky I am to have sugar to spill and a broom to clean it up. I hadn't stopped to pause and really assess the moment. Instead, I had reacted with an emotion of frustration that was, quite frankly, overinflated for the situation. Uh, At the end of the day, a little spilt sugar isn't going to make a difference in my life. My friend's words allowed me to put it into perspective and help me change my attitude. But it's an important lesson to remember because it's really funny how one incident can shape and shade our day. We can get up in the morning, discover we're out of coffee, and feel grumpy about it. We carry that grumpiness forward with us throughout the day and discover more and more and more things that are wrong with our world. Or the flip side is we can wake up in the morning to a text from a loved one telling us how wonderful we are, and we start our day feeling loved and good about ourselves, and we bring that forward in every interaction and end up not only having a great day, but helping others do the same too because we're more generous with our praise, for example. Because each event in our life has the ability to shape our perspective and attitude, staying present, pausing, and choosing is critically important to owning your life. If you don't, things can snowball out of control before you even realize it. Another thing is when we own our lives, we're also responsible for making the life that we want happen. This means that we have to make and keep time and space to take action. It's real easy to get caught up in the day-to-day realities of our lives. We have bills that need to be paid, the report for our boss that has to be written, meals need to be cooked, laundry washed, the list of all the little things that eat away at our time is unending. And if you add to that the time we spend watching TV, binge watching on Netflix, playing video or online games, parenting, etc., suddenly there's no time left for us to go after the life that we want. Sometimes we're even our own worst enemies in this area. I was talking with a friend of mine the other day and she was telling me about an exercise she had to do for a program she was attending. Each student of the program had to come up with something they wanted to change about his or her life and commit to making one change for the next 30 days. The idea was to make it a habit that would help the student move towards a goal. My friend told me about a classmate who committed to drinking one glass of water upon waking up for the next 30 days. This classmate knew that she didn't drink enough water and felt that it would be an easy step to better care for herself and stay hydrated. And to help her with this goal, she would pour a glass of water for herself at night, place it on the nightstand so that when she woke up, the water would be there waiting for her to drink it. According to my friend, after a few days, her classmates started making excuses. She found dozens of reasons why she couldn't drink the water, even though it was sitting right there in front of her on her nightstand, and even though she knew that drinking water was extremely valuable and necessary for her health. When I asked my friend about it, she told me that interestingly enough, nearly every student had a similar situation with his or her individual goal. It's difficult to change. That's the reality of our world. It's difficult to commit to something and continue doing it after the initial excitement of doing it wears off. Even when that goal is something as, quote, simple and necessary as drinking a glass of water. We see this every January when memberships and health clubs surge, only to have attendance drop off around week three. Owning our lives means that we have to have willpower. We have to commit to living them and taking the actions we need in order to make our life we desire a reality. We have to have the internal strength and drive to keep moving forward. Even when we're tired or discouraged, even when we face yet another setback or just don't even feel like it. We have to be able to overcome our inner resistance. We have to be willing to be our own cheerleader and our own taskmaster. The support of other people is extremely helpful, but at the end of the day, we're responsible for the actions that we take and the ones that we don't. A person who owns his or her life has to be able to look in the mirror and know that they're living in integrity and doing what they need to in order to reach their desired goal. It's not easy, and here's some ways that you can do this. One is... Set up a reward system. When you've accomplished X or X or done it X times, you get some type of a reward. We're going to take another quick break now. When we come back, we'll talk more about how you can be your own cheerleader and your own taskmaster. So stay tuned.
0: Patricia Fayeweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, forming a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline, and she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes, and she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Welcome back. We're coming to you live
2: from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about owning your life. And just before the break, we started talking about this idea of being your own cheerleader and helping you have the willpower and the determination to go after your dreams when we know that uh, change is difficult. And one of the first things is set up a reward system. Uh, Another thing you can do is put it on your daily list. So include and block out time on your day-to-day calendar to give yourself time to go after your dreams. Uh, Come up with a way to make what you're doing uh, fun or a game. And check in with yourself. How are you doing against your goals? Have you changed? Do your goals or objectives need to change? Uh, A personal example when my doctor finally told me that I could start walking with a walking cast and crutches after my accident, I was so excited and thrilled. Uh, I couldn't stand being on the couch another minute. But What I discovered really quickly was that walking was hard. I actually had to learn how to walk all over again. And it was exhausting. There were times when I was practicing to learn how to walk again that I was in pain, I was exhausted, and I even wanted to give up. So what I did, I put a daily appointment on the calendar to walk at 4 p.m. every day. I blocked out 30 minutes and then eventually built it up to 60 minutes as I got stronger. And I used my personal motivation of being able to check things off my to-do list to motivate me. The other thing that I did was I incorporated my sense of fun and adventure. Uh, And this was around that idea of making your goal or the actions you need to take fun. So first, I would set a target of how far I want to go. And on the first day, I could only make it as far as around the corner of my apartment building to the park where there happened to be a bench. Pre-accident, it was literally 30 seconds away. But by the time I got there... It took over 10 minutes that first day, and I was sweating, shaking, and exhausted, and I had to sit and rest before I could even attempt to walk back to my apartment. But I kept setting goals, and I found ways to celebrate each time I reached a goal that was a little further away than the one the day before. The other thing that happened on that first day that helped me make a game out of it and have fun was... um, Well, first off, I was excited and proud that I'd finally reached that point in my healing. And I was making my way to the bench and I was feeling so good about myself. Like, yeah, I got this. I'm good. And then this old man who was about 90 years old, he had a walker and an oxygen tank, breezed by me like I was standing still. It was, I I remember standing there looking at him and getting smacked in the face at the reality of how much work I had to do and where I was at the time. And I could have let that discourage me, but instead I chose to have fun with the whole thing. I nicknamed this old guy, my nemesis. And I vowed that one day I would walk faster and further than him. Um, I discovered that he would walk in the park every day and I would post status updates on Facebook about it. And Of course, I didn't know, let him know that he was my arch rival. Um, After all, he was a nice old guy who just happened to have a walker and oxygen tank. But I had fun pretending that I was out to beat my nemesis. And that helped me keep walking even when I didn't want to. So, you know, when we think about owning our lives, we have to take full responsibility for our life. We need to stop blaming other people or situations for our current state of affairs We have to be very clear about what we want in our lives. We have to be present and choose consciously and intentionally what we're going to do. And we need to take action and hold ourselves responsible by setting goals, rewarding ourselves, and making it a game, whatever it is that works for you, so that you're actually going after the life that you desire. If you want more insights on how to live your own courageously authentic life, please go to my website, spiritevolution.co, and there you can download my free guide on the six things you need to do to live your courageous, authentic life. Uh, You can also check out more blogs and uh, even look into my online course. Thank you for joining today, and we look forward to talking again next week on living a courageously authentic life. Have a great week
1: this has been living a courageously authentic life with host jennifer monahan listen each week as jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are discover and connect to your inner spark and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life here on jennifer monahan's living a courageously authentic life